Hello and welcome to the commentary for season four, episode two. Uh, with me is the writer of this episode, uh, Renee Christine Jones. Hello. Hey man. And uh, currently we're listening to the previously. Yeah. Uh, and this was a very interesting episode to uh, come off of a uh, a. Very strong season three finale, so we're getting all of the background here uh, of a lot of characters. At least we did last episode with uh, Tommy's sister, uh, Cassandra, yep, and learning a little bit about Devi. And so we have Renee here, and uh, so... Tell us about uh, the hookups. Well, this is the episode where there's a lot of romantic entanglement, and at first I thought I was going to write it as the hook up because you know the guys in these books, and but yeah, it, it it didn't quite scan right, so I it just became the hookup. Uh, it, it there's at least I think at least two three couples that. At least go up, or at least ask down on a date, or something, yeah. or ask other things, or be considered, or <laughs> otherwise, like in the end of the episode. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was a great, all the hookups, I mean, there were yeah. lots of hookups, I and mean, as you said, three uh, couples hooking up there. Um, Right now we are in uh, scene one, and we have uh, Robert, played by Andrew Eckhart, and uh, Regina, played by Tracy Hall. And uh, so it, I know uh, the Kingery writers here have an outline. Was this part of the outline with uh, Regina getting ready to leave? So she is out, gone. Well, as far as we as far as you know. As far as this episode goes, she is saying she is, uh, she is leaving. She's saying she's leaving. And, and we don't know if Robert's We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. He tells him, you know, I have this, I have this ticket for you. Consider it. And that's about it. And, and I know, uh, we're all privy to the, uh, Next uh, scripts, but I mean, this uh, from this episode, Roberts is like, ah, I don't know if he's gonna go. I, I think he's like, Regina, you're yeah. crazy. Well, <laughs> and uh, let me let me just say before you do anything, I want to say that the dialogue that you wrote throughout this entire episode was incredibly. Oh, thank you. I mean, it just it was so fluid. That I didn't really have, I didn't really have to do a lot of uh, changes to how the dialogue flowed. I, literally, I was just plopping lines right in with the, uh, the different takes. I, I didn't have to change timing or anything. It worked out really well. Um, writing with uh, Alicia with Vegas, um, we tend to try and make it so that it. I don't want to say idiot-proof because actors aren't idiots. But, you know, try and make it so that the dialogue flows through the reading as well as through the acting, so that it all flows together, which makes the directing much easier. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. much easier. Thank you. That's, that's, that's what I've been practicing. <laughs> so we're just finishing up uh, scene one here.
This is where uh, Regina says, "Hey, I'm I'm leaving, and here's what you yeah. can consider." And the music behind this is uh, "Dying Dreams" by uh, David Ale- Alexander McDonald. I love his work. And now we're into scene two, and this is where we have uh, Maddie, uh, played by a. Uh, Yep, Alicia Lane Maslin and uh, Asa played by Carl Glassmeyer. I don't know. I just asked for the red dwarf sandwich. In the episode, it's one of my favorite scenes. One of them, uh, because you know, because of Asa and just the way he's eclectic and he's mixing the fact that he is not happy with his sandwich with uh, the way you know Maddie is talking about life. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, and this is this is specifically when I read the script, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have some trouble with this one. Uh, just the way the the way they're bantering back and forth, but with both the actors' uh, takes and with the way the dialogue was written, it it, it came out without any issues. So, uh, what was the, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. I was going to say, what was the purpose of uh, this? Was this sort of the tie, uh, use Asa to tie Maddie and uh, uh, Tommy back together a little bit? And again, I don't. So, um, because it, the episodes are outlined out, but it is up to us as the writers to take what we are, what you're going to use from that outline and what we're not. So it, it's not like we don't follow the outline, but how we read and interpret the outline is up to us. Just so long as it fits with the episode before. Um, so it, it, it was a way to tie Maddie in to the rest of the episode and tie Maddie in with the book and, you know, having her vent and see how things went with her. Um, it is a way to tie her in, but it's, it's also something in the future. So, but I can't evolve. Or ninjas will come after me and stab me in the head. Yeah. Yep. And uh, at the tail end of that was uh, the oh, music was Kick in the Nerves by David Alexander McDonald. So uh, we are now into... Uh, Scene three, and we are interrupting <laughs> some very interesting uh, yeah. activities. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie, uh, th- we have Debbie played by Shane Nolan. Uh, the new voice is uh, Brian uh, Orion, played by uh, Nick Rowley. And uh, obviously, they are in the middle of something. There's Harry Whittle. Yep, and there's Perry Whittle's hooks coming in <laughs> to fix the leak. <laughs> and he's, and I have to say, Perry was his, some of his takes were great. I mean, I picked the, the best ones, but I, I could just imagine hooks walking in, and, and he doesn't know what to do. He's sort of like a deer caught in headlights, just looking on, like, all right, do I leave? Do I stay and fix the pipe? I don't right. know what to do. I, I, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. So all it said in the, in the outline for this was that a pipe break 
they are in the middle of doing things. Um, Hooks walks in and witnesses this. And Debbie says, no, it's okay, you don't have to leave. I just ran with that. (laughs) Yeah, it was, was, uh, again, great dialogue, uh, especially how uh, Debbie was using Hook's name throughout the entire uh, action. (laughs) And uh, some great takes by the actors uh, with uh, uh, playing off of that. Anyway, it was this one was really fun to mix. Overall, I I think I was warned by uh, uh, Pete that this was going to be a very interesting episode with sound yeah. effects. And, uh, it was. <laughs> I think I think I found a legitimate reason to to sit down and watch porn, but not for nice. nice. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching porn, I'm taking notes, like all right. What are the sounds going on here? Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. What, what's the ambiance right. like? Well, from an acting perspective, from doing this sort of thing in Vegas, um, it, it can be rather difficult when your partner is several thousand miles away. Yeah, <laughs> takes a long-term, uh, long-distance relationship yes. to you. Uh... <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see her very, being very, very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And just like, ah! It's Which I believe was conveyed. Yep, it was. He had a lot of different takes. Uh, uh, some were more scared. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I chose a, one that was more like a little disgusted with a little unbelievable that... You know, that he was just, he yeah. just witnessed that. So now we are on to scene four, and we have uh, Tithia, played by Catherine Pride, and uh, Maddie, again, played by uh, uh, Leisha Lane Matheson. And uh, Maddie has come in to the whorehouse, and uh, I guess she's looking for a good time. Yep. And with uh, no guys there, she doesn't really care. She's a woman of the future. (laughs) She's open-minded. As long as her knees are met, she doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and... I didn't know how to actually, pl- uh, which takes to use on that, because some sounded, you know, very, oh, yeah, uh, no big deal about, uh, you know, uh, a little woman-on-woman action, but, uh, you know, I like the one where it was just a little bit of a pause, so it was like, oh, okay, just so the audience, because, I mean, well, uh, it, this may be in the future, the audience is current, uh, Right. It's modern. But everything else is in the yep. I like the little swoosh that you put there for the credits. Yeah, you know, I was, I didn't know what to do there. I was, I was honestly going to make it like uh, credit coins or chips or cards being thrown on the on the thing, and then I was like, eh, it's futuristic. I'll, I'll break into yeah. the sci-fi sound effects. There's another one that comes up uh, with uh, when they uh, um, the phone transfer phone yeah. information. Yeah. 
So we are, and then we have, uh, of course, uh, uh, Tiffy and Debbie talking in the background. Um, and that's kind of funny. I, I found that very uh, comedic when uh, Debbie is really just being straight open and Titi's kind of, you know, freaked out. Her mom's talking about sex in front yeah, of and her. And while, you know, this is a whorehouse and it should be, you know, kind of, of it, it should be very, you know, common. And, but it's still your mom. I mean, ugh. Yep. I suppose I should. Oh, okay, I happen to love this piece. <laughs> Um, I worked very hard on Ryan because I figured he had to be charming, but also funny and in a weird way, so that he can, he can, he can charm Maddie. So. Yeah, I definitely think he's, he's charming. A charming guy. I mean, uh, when I was going through the auditions, uh, he definitely had a very charming aspect about his voice that uh, I really liked and. This actually, when I read over the script, it just it fit it fit him perfectly. Yeah. He had some pretty corny lines in there, but I was uh, in the stage direction. I was writing is like, yeah, it's corny, but he's sincere, so it's not slimy, which could yeah. be played very very easily. So, I like this whole end piece here at the end of the episode. It's very cool. Oh yeah, where uh, Debbie's like, yeah, I, that. I, I can. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then I threw in some music, and she yep. stomps off, and we yeah, know, we know where she's going. He is really charming, and kudos on the casting and the performance and the directing. He's, just, he's very, very charming. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, again when I was going through the auditions. I was. Uh, I was looking for somebody who was charming, and everybody was charming. It was just, you know, of course, uh, Nick was the only British accent that auditioned. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is it. This is it. How come no British? I mean, I didn't say British. I wanted everybody to give, you know, different accents and everything. But when I heard this, I was like, this is exactly how I picture him. You picture Brian British. Well, I, I pictured him with a British accent. Ah. Well, I have I have to admit, he's think? actually modeled off a friend of mine, and he's a very intellectual, but very strange, extremely charming, and kind of corny, so it's like, you know, it's like, what could I imagine him saying this? Yeah, yeah, I think I could. So it's like, but this guy, the guy that he's modeled after isn't British at all. Oh, so, but you know, the way, the way Nick is doing it is just really fun, and I like it. The chemistry is very... Very cute. So. Yeah, and now this is where he is trying to get uh, Maddie to come yes. to dinner with him. Uh, oh, and here's where his weirdness comes in. Yeah, the plastic, plastic puppy. puppy. <laughs> here's a preview, and he gets down on his knees and starts whining like a puppy. <laughs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> the, the note that I got. And Alicia's takes were were perfect in that most of that most of her takes in there her laughing is overlapping what uh, uh, Nick is doing with uh, yeah. Brian. 
I love the annoyed. Uh, no, it is like I was doing something. <laughs> yeah. And this is the, this is the part you were talking about with the uh, Debbie and uh, Tithia yeah. and Maddie, basically talking about him and saying uh, Tithia's like, oh, he's got yeah. balls of brass. Yeah. There's no way anybody could ask him, oh, other than you, Mom. And then Debbie's yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to do will. that right now. Yeah. It was sort of like a light bulb going on in our head. Why didn't I ask her? Why didn't I do that yeah. before? Well, she was a little busy recovering and being shot at, you know, things like that. Oh! <laughs> no, I want you okay, for what? <laughs> Don't play dumb. Don't play dumb. <laughs> this was the the great dialogue because there was so much innuendo right at the beginning, and then it wasn't until she's like, "Oh, to go out on a date," and you're like, "Oh." Well, even Hook did it. <laughs> yeah, that was the great part. Is Perry did such a great job in uh, his takes on these lines. <laughs> I wish I needed like a days or a couple weeks. Maybe I can read up on it. I'm sure it's changed. <laughs> The one thing that I'm sure hasn't changed in several hundred years is that. <laughs> oh, but uh, let's see. The end of uh, scene four, the music was uh, Catterwalk by uh, David Alexander McDonald. And uh, as we get into the tail end of this, it will be, yeah, well, Hold This by David Alexander McDonald. I love that title. Yeah, I mean, the best part about his music is the title really describes what the music yeah. is like. I need an answer, Then you better answer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was really hard to make it seem like the couch was wet. There's a lot of gushy noises in there, but they, to me, it, I had to cut back on it because it sounded like they were... I don't know, in a vat of slime. Yeah, there should be, you know, squishing on a wet couch somewhere out there. So anybody who makes sound effects, please, sitting on a wet couch. <laughs> and Debbie's handsome. I got yeah, some books. You want to read up? I got books. I happen to know something about a future episode, so... I, I, that line particularly yeah, I, makes I makes me laugh. So. Yeah, I think I know yeah. about that. Uh, well, I think that happens in the next episode. Uh, I think there's one before it. So. Oh. Actually, I think you're right. I think I it, that would be the episode four that uh, the yeah. script just came out for. Oh. <clears throat> and here is scene six and the yeah. last scene. It's uh, Brian telling her that he can't go out to dinner with her tonight. And she's kind of And there was that futuristic sound of the, uh, the, the phone trading information. Yep. Yeah, at that point, I didn't know. I mean, the directions, the uh, directions in there said, you know, he presses a few buttons. And I was like, all right, well, what does he do? He just takes her phone and presses a few buttons? I think, nah, in the future, they probably just bump phones. He hits a couple buttons, bump phones, and he's got his information. Yeah. Call me tomorrow, Maddie. You're insane. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then we have Olivia, who is also played by Tracy Hall. She had two parts in this episode. Hello, baby. <laughs> and that is the end of the episode. And it, as I said, it was an incredible episode. Uh, the dialogue was very easy to mix, and I thought it was a, an incredible episode. And great fun to, to direct. Uh, <laughs> I bet you it was it great on the right. Right. Um, yeah, I I wrote it and was so scared that everybody was going to hate it. But uh, people said, "Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard." So it's like I'm hoping everybody else laughed hard. So. Yeah, I hope everybody laughed. Too. I know I did. Both uh, reading it, mixing it, and listening to it just now. Yeah. Well, thank you, Renee, and. Uh, we look forward to hearing uh, your next episode oh, in the okay. rotation. That would be episode. And uh, we will see everyone else back in a month. Well, thank you very much. For more information, visit Pendant Audio. Yep, thank you, and bye, everybody. <laughs>